All right. Hello, everyone who's listening out there. This is uh, the first episode of WFIT Radio. My name is Eric Hedbaum, and I'm here with Dr. Todd Dersham. Hello, everybody. Um, I know we've been uh, talking about starting this podcast for a little while now, and uh, then everything that happened around COVID-19 kind of got pushed to the back burner, but since we uh, are sitting here with more time at home than normal, I thought we could get get things going. And uh, hopefully by the time you listen to this, maybe we'll know when things are starting to go back to normal. But um, we're going to start today with just doing a, a brief introduction for you guys about who we are and what we do and uh, dive into a little bit about health and wellness and fitness and training and maybe chiropractic care, soft tissue work, personal training. Uh, we'll see where the conversation takes us. Uh, so we'll start with you, Todd. Uh, tell us, tell everyone uh, out there a little bit about yourself and what you do. All right. So I'm a practice in the Fall River area. And initially I started out with your typical chiropractic treatments, just doing, you know, the adjustments and, trying to provide some exercises for people to do at home. And then over time, everything has just progressed more to treating the person as a whole. So I'm not only just taking a look at, you know, how their body functions and, you know, the, if they need an adjustment or not, but making sure that they are doing the exercises, um, taking a look at things that um, might be metabolically related. So, you know, we're understanding pain more and we're understanding that, when somebody comes to me, it's, we want to look at it as more of a puzzle and figure out what pieces um, need work. And if we can, you know, digest and break down those, those different pieces of the puzzle, then, you know, we can treat the, the person as a whole and ultimately set them up for, you know, a lifetime of being able to have fun, express themselves through movement, through whatever they want to do that they love and, you know, just live a happy, fulfilled life. Cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, treating the whole person and breaking it down to those puzzle pieces. That's a good, good analogy. Um, you know, too often we look at the whole person moving at the gym and we don't understand all the puzzle pieces and we don't, uh, take the time to see how they all fit together. Yeah. Um, I also um, am a one-on-one -on -one coach for a company called Active Life. So I program for athletes all over the world to get out of pain. And so they come to us um, after probably seeing, you know, multiple different, you know, healthcare professionals and trying different things. And we end up being, you know, the, the spot where they come to work through, you know, a number of these things, mostly physical. Um, but we've been working with clients too about mindset and mindset being one of the biggest things that, that is, is going to drive the success. Um, you know, many people come to us um, and I find this impatience too. Um, they feel like, you know, there's no hope and you know, they're, they're always going to live with this pain and they have this kind of self defeatist negative attitude towards you know, the pain and things like that. And so it's just learning, you know, who the person is and how to approach it from there and shifting the mindset. Because for me, and what I've found is the biggest, the biggest changes come when, when we do shift that mindset. And if we can tap into that, then, you know, like the world's our oyster and there's just so many things that can come from that. For sure. Yeah. And, uh, I think, more and more coaches out there are suddenly realizing the importance of the, the mental game with their clients, with everyone being uh, quarantined at home right now. But, uh, you know, you've been preaching that for a little while now. You're ahead yeah, of the game. Know, well, it's, you know, for me, I just look at it as another, I don't even say obstacle, but, you know, if we look at this as if from like an individualistic standpoint and think that this is all happening to us, um, then, then we're not going to look at this as an opportunity to, to grow. Um, but if we look at how 
this might be happening for us, then you know, right there is is just a, a nice little shift in mindset, but shift in one word. Um, you know, because so many people approach things and you know they either have a pain in their back or knee and they think well this is happening to me and it's it's not you know there's things that have happened that cause us to get to these points and whether that's from an individual standpoint or collectively as a society and you know if we're all not looking at how we can you know come out of this or you know what is this trying to show us then we're not going to be able to learn and grow from, from these opportunities. Right. Yeah. That growth mindset, you know, everything is, uh, is feedback. It's a, it's a learning experience of where do we go from here? What can we do differently? Um, rather than looking at it as a, a limitation or a failure or yeah, um, of course stopping you, you as you as a owner and a coach have had to pivot quite a bit with what's gone on and, so why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, I definitely had uh, over the past three, four weeks, I've had my fair share of uh, mental struggles around the uh, reality of my business going from a, a brick and mortar to 100% online and in the snap of the governor's fingers, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, like you were saying, I've I've come to the realization with your help that um this is you know it's not something that's happening to me it's you know it is the reality and all i can control is my reaction to it and what we're going to do you know for our gym for our community for our our clients going forward and uh you know what that new normal looks like and how we can help everyone and uh and just keep moving forward yeah and we're all you know, like I said, we're all going through this and I just want to give credit to you and all the coaches and owners that have made the pivot. Um, it wasn't easy, but, you know, people were, you know, so this was put right in front of us and changes needed to be made. And I just want to give props to everybody and to you for, you know, doing, going the extra mile and doing the things that you need to do to make sure that your members are still you know, still happy, still involved. And um, there's a lot that goes into it that maybe people don't see. And, you know, I just want to be able to recognize, you know, the effort that you're putting in for that. Cause I know it's been super helpful knowing that there's a workout that we can still do in um, a community that we can still, you know, turn to if, you know, we, we feel like we need it. Yeah. Um, and I think that community piece has been, that is a big piece that a lot of people have been craving during this time. And, uh, you know, having the options of doing just some zoom classes, some zoom get togethers, you know, the, um, meditation class, you've been doing all that stuff, just allowing people to get together and realize that they're not alone out there, even though they might feel alone trapped in their own house. Um, which, thank God for the interconnectedness of the world today or else I think everyone would really be losing their minds. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think communication and technology has its place. And as long as we're using it for, you know, for the betterment of society, then, you know, it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, so let's, uh, I'll take a minute to talk, I'll take a step back, talk about, you know, what I'm doing a little bit, what I do, what I've, my journey in the, uh, the coaching business. Um, so I got, I, I've kind of been a gym rat since, since my college days and then, uh, found CrossFit in early 2011. Um, then I discovered com, and I was like, Oh, what's this Fran workout? left me in the YMCA locker room puking my brains out. Um, and that's when I was hooked. Uh, and then, you know, fast forward a little bit, we opened our gym end of April, 2012. So we're coming up on our eight year anniversary in about a week, actually. Um, Very nice. And, uh, you know, at, 
at that time I was young and gung ho about CrossFit and thought I knew everything. And, uh, you know, we had a warehouse where we threw some weights around and we thought, you know, I would just teach people these, uh, CrossFit movements and everyone will get super ripped and be super happy. Um, you know, and over the last eight years of coaching and teaching and learning and having several helpings of humble pie, uh, realize that there's a lot more to health and wellness and fitness and, and changing people's lives and relationships and that goes into it than just, uh, you know, having the name CrossFit on your wall and giving people workouts that leave them lying on their back gasping for air. What are, um, what are some of the things that, that triggered that change? You know, I think there's probably several, uh, you know, there are several things that all kind of pressed against me to create, you know, the changes we've made over the years. Um, you know, one being the fact that we didn't have the instant success that we, you know, in our uh, naive minds thought we would by just opening a CrossFit gym in 2012 and having wild success. Um, and that got us to look at, you know, what, what is turning people off? What is keeping people from signing up? What is getting people to, you know, try it and then not stick with it? You know, what are those things that are scaring people away, keeping them away or having them, you know, kind of yo-yo in and out. Um, and what, you know, we kind of learned what are the limitations of that group fitness model where you're throwing a bunch of people in a class together that all have different, um, different backgrounds, different experiences, different skill levels, injury history, motivations, goals, you know, they're all different people. Um, so, you know, that just coupled with my desire to continue to, to learn more about fitness and health and, um, you know, it just led me through a, a long learning path of studying, you know, many different, um, from many different mentors and other fitness professionals out there and programs and courses like, um, some of the CrossFit specialty courses, like the weightlifting one, you know, the USAW weightlifting, um, OPEX with James Fitzgerald following stuff that, you know, Ben Bergeron is doing with his gym and his athletes, um, learning from active life, you know, with, with you and, and Sean and everyone at active life and how they're approaching getting people out of pain and why people are getting into pain and facing the reality that people are getting injured doing CrossFit, even though, you know, a lot of people like to bury their head in the sand and say that that's not true. Um, that was kind of a long-winded yeah, answer, of but um, yeah, I mean, we can break down that that last yeah, point a little bit. Um, I think where a lot of people may get like either frustrated with that type of comment is, you know, people's response is usually, "Well, people are going to get injured doing whatever they do." Um, you know, there's different activities that people are doing and they're going to be injured in that and so it's not so much like it's not the crossfit i think it was you know for me what i found was just the mentality around it um i you know crossfit yeah, was a I, big yeah. thing that kind of just blew up and you know um over time you know as a healthcare practitioner we started seeing more and more you know people from that realm and I think what gyms are starting to respect now and yours is doing a good job of this is, is respecting overall just joint health. I mean, we have this one body that has to last for a long period of time. And because, you know, we have a better understanding of science and physiology and joint health that there's only so much that we can do at such a high intensity that at some point something does break down and that could be metabolically or that could be physically. 
And so mm -hmm. I think what's really neat is you're starting to see gyms and, you know, gym and gym owners that come through active life are, are seeing this as an opportunity and viewing their gym as an opportunity to change people's lives in, in such a different way. And yes, people who come to communities and get a good workout and see progressions and help people to get to their goals are doing that. But what are they doing for the people who choose to stop coming? Like you, like you said, for whatever reason, what are they doing for the people that, you know, might be frustrated in their life outside the gym and they're either coming to the gym to try to bury that or they're, they don't realize that they're using the gym or the gym is a place for them to help with everything else in their, in their life. And with the shifts, we're, we're trying to look at coaches being this front line of how do we help people achieve their goals? So that way they are happier. They are pain-free and it carries over into their life, you know, cause that's where we spend most of our time with them. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's, you know, that, um, that last point is, is kind of become our philosophy around fitness is, you know, your fitness should be supporting your life. It shouldn't be your whole life unless you're an athlete, then that's okay. But for, you know, the 99% of us that have a regular job and a, a house and kids or, you know, a dog or, whatever our responsibilities are outside the gym and the things we like to do outside the gym, what we're doing in the gym should support that, not take away from it. Right. If right. we're so sore from yesterday's workout that we can't uh, enjoy playing in our yard with our kids, then that's, we probably overdid it in the gym. Um, and then we got to look at that. And if that happens, we want as the coach to have a relationship with that client where they feel comfortable saying, Hey, I think I overdid it in the gym yesterday. Next time we do legs, can we, you know, think I need, need to modify this a little bit. It's too much volume for me. Um, or I did too much weight or whatever it may be. Uh, and, and then looking at those other lifestyle factors, like how's their sleep, how's their stress, how's their diet, you know, taking, like you said in the beginning, the, the a whole athlete, right? Look at them as a whole person and then break down those pieces to see where they need help. Absolutely. I think, you're seeing the change, you know, um, we, especially I, I'm just fortunate enough through active life that I get to see with, with the programs that we provide for gym owners and coaches, um, the impact that they are having on people. Um, you know, and when I first got into CrossFit, like five years ago, um, everything was centered around, how do I get my first pull-up? How do I get my first <laughs> bar muscle-up and so on? But I, I don't think the focus was on what that represented for the person, mm -hmm. right? You know, we just look at it as like, oh, you got a pull-up and, you know, a lot of these gyms were like, I helped you get to it. But I don't think we're understanding like what, what, what those achievements mean for people in their lives. And, you know, now more than ever, especially during this time, you know, coming together as, as humans and helping each other and supporting each other um, to get to our goals, to, you know, to help people through whatever they're suffering with, um, you know, is to me kind of like the bigger, the bigger reason why we're here on this earth. And I think it's really powerful that we're seeing gyms make this shift. Um, and being the front lines and and I know it's something that you've discussed in the past, but and we talk about this whole essential versus non-essential <laughs> and wanting the the gyms to be you know essential because our right now our health is the most important thing you know it's that's what we have we have that and our families, and if we're not taking care of that, then you know, that's the job that we need to be doing for people. We need to let them know that we're there and let them know that even remotely, there's things that you and I and other coaches and practitioners that can be doing for people. Um, because, you know, a lot of people are viewing this as like, 
uh, it's like a free uh, vacation or something like that. And um, right. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe they're not eating well or still taking care of themselves. But, you know, now, like I said, it's the most important time ever to really look inside and, and figure out what's important and, and take care of that. Yeah. You can only uh, Netflix binge for so long before you start to hate yourself a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, that's one of the, one of the things I'm trying to help people with at home right now is what is that, what does your routine look like right now? It's going to be different than your regular routine for a lot of us, but having a routine makes us happy. Like we're creatures of habit. Um, you know, and if you just spend the whole day without accomplishing anything at the end of the day, you don't feel good about yourself. Right. And just being aware of that is the kind of the first step and doing something about it, you know, um, there's, what are the simple things you can do each day to, to feel like you've achieved something, you know, that that's kind of the simplest thing you can do to stay healthy and happy while you're stuck at home is, is do the little things. Um, yeah. And for and me, I, think... I, I, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> for me, it helps to actually, you know, plan the day before to make a list of what are, you know, what are the five little things that I need to get done the next day so that I feel like the day is a win. Right. And that's one of the skills I learned when I was working with Sean was, you know, make that, make that to-do list that you're going to win the day. Yeah. The, this idea that discipline equals freedom. I think, you know, so many people don't, don't understand that because they feel like they want the freedom to be able to do whatever they want, whenever they want, but they don't understand that um, with having the discipline, like you talked about to writing the goals, writing the plan. Um, you know, even I'm a big fan of Aubrey Marcus and he has a book called, you know, own the day Own your life. So, yeah. you know, having this regimented schedule in the morning of, getting a glass of water in doing some breathing journaling meditating whatever it is that you want it to be sets yourself sets yourself up for having all this freedom when you do have the time to be with yourself and be with your family and you don't have to be worrying about getting this done or focusing on your your nutrition because you just already have it planned out and so it allows you know for you to have more of the freedom not only physically but in your mind to um kind of bring on new things or take on new things that you you want to take on so that way um you can continue to grow and evolve right exactly my i feel most productive on days when i have my my to-do list done by 8 30 in the morning you know because then then I have the freedom to take on new tasks or do things that I want to do the rest of the day. And finding ways to fill that extra free time right now is where I think people need help. You know, it's um, fortunately we're starting to get a little bit nicer weather, get outside and go for a walk, you know, run around with your kids or your dog or do some yard work. All those things help with your physical and mental health. Um, and that's, that's yeah. the key. Right? I think, is, uh, yeah. But I also think, you know, now is an important time to figure out what's actually important. You know, right. I think we, we distract ourselves quite often, whether it's resorting to watching Netflix, playing a video game, um, scrolling through Instagram, you know, all these things are really just distracting us from what's important. And that's ultimately making sure that we're filling our cup. So that way, you know, it can overflow so that way we can be there and truly take care of our families and take care of the things that we need to be taken care of on a daily basis. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so kind of, I want to pivot back towards fitness a little bit more. Um, you know, one of the things I'm seeing some of our people in our community doing with this extra time and, you know, feeling like they're not doing as much because they're not right. They're not doing as much. Some people in their daily jobs are getting those 10,000 steps in. That's, you know, that easy aerobic activity that you don't even really think about, but now all of a sudden we're sitting around more. So people are 
doing extra workouts. And sometimes I think that is more harm than help. Um, you know, if people are like, Oh, I binged Netflix for four hours yesterday and ate, you know, two bags of chips today, I'm going to do 500 burpees <laughs> to yeah. make up for it. Um, and that's just a point I like to try to, to make to people often is that, you know, fitness and exercise shouldn't be a punishment for, you know, the, your sins the day before it should be, you know, an expression of what your body can do. And it should be working towards a better you, not, not a punishment, not, you know, something to beat yourself into the ground. Um, so that's, that's one area where I feel like we, as coaches remotely working with people, you know, can remind our, our clients that it's not necessarily about doing more. It's about, you know, doing the right things for the right reasons. And that's, that's where having more of this time um, and filling it with more productive things, like what are my goals? Right. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not sure people, you know, actually write that down and make sure it's, you know, somewhere where they can see it every day. Because if you can remind yourself what, what your goals are, then you may not binge eat. You may not, you know, um, get off track a little bit and then feel like you have to make up for it. Right. Yeah. You know, taking, taking some time to, uh, unplug and sit silently with, uh, like you're saying what matters and what your goals are and, uh, being a little more self-reflective. That's something I know I struggle to, to do. I've been trying to, uh, to put the dreaded phone down and find myself swiping through uh, social media far too much lately while we're sitting at home. Yeah. But it's, I think it's important to one, be intentional with that and intentional with anything that we do. You know, one of the things that um, I think is really important for me is because I can get lost up in that is setting down setting aside time specifically for it and knowing what what the intention is you know if you feel like you need to stay connected to people and you need to heart and like you know a bunch of people's posts just so they know that you still care about them then then that needs to be okay i'm going to set this up for you know 10 20 minutes and this is what i'm going to do i'm going to make sure everybody knows that i love them and i'm still here and everything's okay but it's the, it's the mindless. It's the stuff that scheduled. It's, oh, I'm just going to pick this up. I'm going to start scrolling through all these things. And then you go down these rabbit holes. And next thing you know, maybe it's 30 minutes, hour later. And you, like you said, you might be beating yourself up for spending that much time. And then what's happening? You're spending the next, you know, 30 minutes to an hour to the rest of the day feeling guilty and ashamed about something that, you could have had scheduled and, and had a purpose. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I like that. It's, uh, I actually had to make myself, I left my phone at home yesterday and we went for a, like a nice, uh, little walk with the dog and the, and the kids. And it was just keeping it out of reach. You're less likely to, to waste time on it. Right. Um, yeah but it's also making sure that you're present in that moment too. So you can leave the phone right. at home, but if your mind is always like, is there something I need to be doing, you know? And, and that's the other thing I think this time, hopefully is allowing for people to realize is how to live in the present moment. Cause that's all we have. For sure. All right, let's take a quick break for a second. All right, we're back. Uh, so before we finish up today, I wanted to, um, talk about kind of the difference between group training and one-on-one -on -one training and, you know, and then specifically in, in this new realm we're in right now, hopefully temporary, but, um, remote individualized programming or one-on-one -on -one training and how it differs from like a group workout whether that's a group class in the gym or um a zoom class or a templated workout from your gym or a template you buy off the internet for 39 bucks or whatever it might be um 
So since you are kind of the resident expert in our gym, since you've been doing the remote coaching for a couple of years now, I'll kind of let you uh, start off the conversation. Yeah, the, you know, the, the biggest thing in where our company got started and Sean can share the story, but I'll just um, give it briefly was there, there, there was just a need and a niche for it. People, Sean had, he had a gym and he had, a, unfortunately, a couple, um, uh, there was a natural disaster down in Long Beach that took it all out. And just like now, uh, business needed to shift. And so people kept coming to Sean because he um, was also a trainer at one point and he was helping people get out of pain and they were coming to Sean and they, and they were just like, Hey man, um, I still want your help. Um, and he didn't have a brick and mortar to, to help them. And so he was able to pivot and move online. And there's this huge need for people that want to still remain in their gym and do the things that they can do. Um, but not necessarily have to go see a health care practitioner, take time out of the gym, um, lose whatever gains that they might <laughs> feel like they've right. achieved and um, continue to be able to, you know, work through some of these things and, and I guess, solve the issues, if you will. And so our company got started based on this idea that there's people all over the world that we, we take care of. I have clients in New Zealand, uh, you, you know, the United Arab Emirates. Um, I've had them from all over and they, they just, what they needed was somebody that knew what they were doing to be able to take care of the issues that they have keep them in the gym so that is ultimately our goal too is we're not this is not a service that's trying to take away from gyms what we're trying to do is add value to gyms and that's why we have programs not only just to help people individually get out of pain but we were able to ad adapt and create a model where we teach coaches how to do this in their own gyms and so you know the remote aspect for me has been to me, it's a no brainer. It's easy for me to, you know, collect some videos and collect as much information as I need to help people work through the issues that they're, that's going on. You know, each case is going to be unique in and of itself. Um, we're not diagnosing anything. Um, what we do is we're, we're trying to create what we call functional diagnosis. And I think this is what's really important for athletes to understand because so many of us are caught up into the paradigm of what's injured. Um, and my response to that, because so many people want a particular diagnosis, like I have a disc injury or I have a labral injury or whatever it is. And I think that stuff's important to an extent, but it's how that tissue became damaged. And what we need to do is create a story around it. And that story comes in, comes in the form of the assessment. So if we can assess our range of motion and our flexibility and mobility and check our strength ratios, and then we get all this feedback and it gives us a better place to start. I think, you know, what you had mentioned where the templates and stuff come in is in, all of this is like, you know, just throwing throwing you know mud on the wall or whatever the analogy is and hoping something sticks and some people are going to get some success out of it because they just happen to be working on the things that they need to be working on and some people are going to be spending a lot of time working on things that they don't need to be working on and that's i'm always going to go back to the assessment process we've found that there were a lot of people foam rolling there were a lot of people stretching things that that didn't necessarily need to be stretched or trying to mobilize things that didn't need to be mobilized and they were spending all this time in the gym half an hour to an hour doing all this stuff and they were you know three to six months down the road were in, not in a different place and so we're we're really trying to get people to understand how important it is to have the, have the assessment process be taken through that, get all the data collected and move through that process. And so it's not an easy process. It's, it can be a tough, long process because 
you know, not to get too deep into what goes on with the body, but uh, I think so many people in, especially in the CrossFit world had years and years and years of working out, but didn't realize the layers and layers and layers of dysfunction that were being created. And then when their arm does hurt, their shoulder hurts, their hip hurts, they think like, okay, maybe two weeks of rest and I'm good. Or someone can go put their hands on this and make it feel better. And then I can go right back to doing what I'm doing. But I try to explain to people like something has to change. And so um, again, I always go back to the mindset where the shift in the mindset first has to occur. We have to at least recognize that we are where we are and something different has to occur from here on out. We can't go back to snatching if that's what causes us to hurt just yet. We can't go back to these other movements that are provocative because then we're just going to be in the same boat. And then oftentimes, what do you see? You see people just bypassing those movements by either not coming to class on those days or, you know, a year later, they're still making the same modifications because they didn't actually go after and tackle the problem. And so that's what we're trying to do. And each person, like I said, it's, it's, everything happens on an individual basis. I have some people who, I have one client who was in pain for three years and it took me a month to get her to a point where she's pain-free and she's able to move. She may not be at the volume that she was at, but that's okay. She at least understands that being pain-free is, is a possibility. And, and it's more important than how much weight you can lift. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Um, whether people want to realize that or not, um, you know, she still comes back and, you know, is looking at her mile time and looking at the weights that she's lifting. But I often remind her that she's pain-free and she's able to, you know, be there for her kids and be there for her husband during these times and be pain-free. And to me, nothing, you know, nothing beats that, you know, waking up and not having to worry about this nagging injury And then to go even further into this stuff, it's, you know, I think we sometimes compartmentalize it. It's like, well, okay, my, my knee hurts. I'm going to the gym to work out. And people have this kind of this broad blanket idea that, oh, because I work out, I'm healthy and everything's supposed to be fine. And, you know, we're understanding that we have to do, we have to get specific about some of these things because everybody who joins a gym, like you had talked about in the beginning, is joining with a certain set of abilities. And whether, you know, that's a background of sport, certain type of sports or whatever it is. But if we don't take those into account, and we aren't assessing people, then we don't truly know what's going on. And we don't know how to help them. And as a coach, it's so, so important that we know our members on that, on that level and, and even remotely know these members on that level. So, you know, people may think it's like difficult for me, but it, but it's not that difficult to ask somebody to, you know, video an assessment, tell me what you feel, and then be able to video these things along the way, as well as providing feedback on how difficult it is, if it's still providing, you know, um, creating symptoms and being able to pivot and shift off of that. I think, you know, one of the things that we, that I often find with athletes is one, um, where I think the mindset is the biggest thing is everybody, not everybody, I hate to use all those like all encompassing terms, but a lot of people, (laughs) a lot of people feel like they're like broken. And that's where the mindset needs to change is you're not broken. And CrossFit necessarily didn't break you. It was this approach to it. It was every day I'm going to go in hard or I'm going to ignore these little aches and pains or, you know, gyms that don't assess people. Um, How do you know what your members need if you aren't assessing them? And to me, that's such a, it's so hard for me to even come back to that concept and have to discuss it because I think it's just something that we should all be just moving past, you know, people who just walk into a gym off of like a six week or, you know, all these challenges that are thrown out. I understand like you have a business to run and all that, but you don't know anything about these members. You're, we know six weeks is, <laughs> is not usually enough time to achieve most of these goals. 
And so, you know, what, what are we doing for these people? We're just setting them up for failure, you know? And when, when we sign people on, we make sure that they know that this is not going to be a one month process. This may not even be a six month process. This can be a, a year process. Um, Sean has a, a great story to tell in regards to one client in particular that, you know, he didn't let sign up unless she, she bought for the year because we, we would have failed her and that's not what we want, you know, right. because this is all about helping people. So it's not about our name out there and we're helping all these people and we're super successful. It's, it's what's happening with the people that are putting in the time and putting in the effort and making the changes that they need to be making. Right. And, um, yeah, you definitely hit the nail on the head there when you just said that it's about helping people first. Right. And I think the, the bottom line is that each individual needs help in individualized ways. Um, and you kind of talked about two different groups there. We've got the people who have already been working out that might be injured or they might, and when we say injured, it's not like they tore their ACL, you know, running down a football field. It's, it's an overuse injury, right? It's pain that they ignored and then it built up to the point where they couldn't tolerate it anymore. Um, and then you've got the brand new clients walking through the door or sending an email or whatever. And it's, how can you give them a workout to do if you don't know anything about them? Right. Um, and again, if we, if we're starting with those brand new clients and assessing them first, the hope is that we can greatly reduce the risk of them encountering one of those injuries down the line. Right. But with our, our existing clients or the people that often come to you guys at active life, you know, they already are at that point where they're in pain. So it's, you know, you've got to slow them down, take a step back, figure out what, you know, what, uh, pre-existing conditions, right. They might have, that could be the culprit behind this pain that has reared its ugly head. And so you can make a plan forward. Um, and so, you know, the, the, assessment process is something we've tried to do at, at Wayland city for it's gotta be three years now, the last three years we've been doing one-on-one assessments and it's evolved over time. It's gotten a lot more comprehensive as I've learned from working with, with you and with active life and, uh, um, you know, learning more about nutrition and, and how the whole, all those pieces make up the whole, um, but uh, we have definitely had a struggle trying to, to break into getting our, you know, longer term clients to see the, the, uh, the benefit of one of us assessing them and coming up with some individualized attention to help them, number one, reach their goals, and number two, make sure that they're not injured or fixing that nagging injury that they, you know, kind of sweep under the rug and don't like to talk about, right? Yeah. Um, that's a challenge I have is, is, uh, getting some of our, our longest and most committed, uh, members to, to understand that, that we can help them more than we're currently helping them. Right. There's more that we can do. Um, and you know, now that we're, we're at this point in our lives during this pandemic where we might have some more free time, it's a, uh, it's a time where we can, maybe this is the time where we can help them. You know, if they've got a little extra time, we can, we can do a remote assessment on them. Like you're saying, you get some videos of them doing these assessments with feedback of how it feels. And we can start to uh, make a plan to approach that, that nagging pain or that missing goal. um, So that when we are back at full capacity and back to our regular lives, you know, we're in a better place. Yeah. I, you know, I think a, that that struggle is is loaded with a couple <laughs> things um well one you know it's changed right so if you have right. existing members and there's changes coming it's some people don't like it they don't embrace it and sometimes there is no 
animosity or resentment towards, well, why now? Right. And so people get stuck in this like paradigm of like, well, shouldn't, shouldn't this have been done or should we have been doing this? And now why now? And, you know, it's, it's a tough situation and tough conversation to have because, you know, we just want people to know, well, it's okay. (laughs) We're going to just do this moving forward and embracing the change and the, and and that it's a positive change. Like, Hey, we have, you know, the ability to now to recognize any of these mobility, flexibility, or strength issues, and that we can tackle them. Um, you know, and I think it's something that maybe in the mindset of like a lot of clients and, and um, community members is that, well, you know, isn't the programming, you know, supposed to be taking care of this. And I think, you know, spread sprinkled throughout everything that we've been discussing is that, you know, the, the group classes are, are merely just for that. It's to get a bunch of people together and get them to move and get a good workout in. But none of these things are specifically targeting what each individual has. And yeah, so, um, I think that's, we've, we've, I think we've made this exact statement several times in conversations that, uh, you know, a, a group template is, is programmed for everyone and for no one. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's for everyone to do, but it doesn't, it's not specifically targeted at anyone's specific needs and strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And so it, you know, it's, that's just the reality of it. And, you know, in order for businesses to grow, they need to evolve and adapt and, this is just a service that has been added to many gyms across the country that, Hey, I understand you're coming to a gym. I understand that you're paying a membership, but it's also important to outline what you're paying for, you know? And it's like, this is what I'm providing. I'm providing this type of value. But at the same time, if you have specific needs, I mean, how, how many of these, you know, athletes that are injured or that are going to run out to a healthcare practitioner and still pay money to somebody else to try to have them take care of their issue. And that's what we pride ourselves on is that we can, we can program for people to not have to miss the gym. We are actually programming for people to particularly do these things inside the gym. So they're still with the community. They're still involved. They're just doing something extra to, add more you know value to their own life and experience in inside the gym so that way they don't have to modify for a year or for the rest of their life they're they're modifying for a short period of time and then they're going to be able to transition right back into the workouts and then progress the workouts the way that you know they can progress them versus just constantly modifying and constantly staying stuck in you know a certain weight or like I said, certain modification and, and be frustrated after a period of time that they don't feel like they're, they're evolving. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, thanks to what I've learned from, from active life, from, uh, Dr. Sean and from you, I, you know, I have the, the knowledge and the ability now to do those things with our members. Um, you know, the same type of stuff that you're doing, remotely for athletes all over the world we can do for our members right in our gym you know so they don't have to go elsewhere to get all the fitness and health you know guidance that they need um and i think that's that's kind of you know the missing piece and like you're saying you know we've evolved as a business you know and i was talking at the beginning about my you know eight-year journey as a, a gym owner now and we made all the mistakes that you know probably most every gym owner did during these the evolution of crossfit is you know we started by just you did a free intro class and then you got thrown right into the group um you know then we evolved to doing a group on ramp where we still we weren't assessing any joints or flexibility or range of motion it was you know we kind of assessed by looking at the whole puzzle, right? We didn't break it down to any of the pieces. Um, and then when we started having really bad uh, retention from that, we realized that people needed that more individualized approach. 
Um, and uh, that's just kind of evolved over the last three years to be what we do with our, our three-day assessment now and our, our fundamentals personal training sessions where it's, again, it's respecting the individual, what, you know, what their why is, what their goals are, where they're coming from. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't believe the number of times that after, you know, that consultation where we talk about injury history, then we get into actually doing an assessment and someone will be like, oh yeah, I forgot about that knee surgery I had 25 years ago. Oh, and you're still having pain from that. Well, let's dive into that a little bit deeper, Right. <laughs> you know? Um, if, if we didn't go through that process, would we ever learn that about, you know, our new, our new member or that would they just play through the pain of that knee pain every time there was lunges for the, you know, the six months that they stick with it until they can't bear it anymore. And then they cancel their membership and we never know why. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of an extreme example, but it's, it's a realistic one that I've seen play out. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, in all of this, I think it's really important to tie back to why those services have been created and why they're there. Um, and that's to ultimately help more people. Um, you know, I think right. gyms, you know, gyms have this mindset of like, well, we got our doors open, come work out, have fun, you know, but when people, you know, stop having fun or are injured or dealing with these things, um, how can we help them, you know? And, and unfortunately the hour that we're there is not set up for a coach to be taking care of everybody individually. Sure. I can go around and, you know, we can go around and make all the modifications for somebody to get through that class, but ultimately those things aren't correcting the issue. And right. so, you know, like I said, bringing it back to how can we help more people, get out of pain or help them with whatever their pain is. And, and that's ultimately, you know, what, what we're trying to do with, with active life is just teach coaches how to address whatever pain point the, the client has and, and work towards those goals. Right. All right. Well, I think uh, that's a good stopping point for our first episode. I don't want to go, so long that we bore people to tears but uh thank you for uh taking the time today to uh talk fitness and health and wellness and COVID-19 a little yeah. bit with me <laughs> well, thanks for having me on I appreciate it and hopefully you know people got something from this and just uh, understand that you know providing you know information and value is something that you know we pride ourselves on and um and so thank you. Yeah. And if anyone listening doesn't know how to uh, reach us, you can find Todd uh, on Instagram at, at Dr. Dersh, right? D-E-R-S-H. And yep. uh, most of my content is on our gym page at, at Whaling City Fitness on Instagram. And you can find us both on Facebook as well. Um, thanks to everyone who listened. And if you... Uh, if you got something out of this episode, just uh, share it with someone that uh, you think would benefit from listening. Stay healthy, everybody. <laughs>